0: And also, you could tell me if I'm dreaming, Glenn Goldsmith, did I not see Michael Oliver, the referee, oh my God. touch fists with Ruben Neves? What's all that about? I thought referees are meant to be impartial.
1: Hello and welcome to the N17 podcast. My name's Cosmo and tonight... I'm joined by Glenn, He doesn't want to say anything. I think he's muted. Um,
2: Wait, am I muted? You, yeah, I you think weren't. you
1: were. I think you were. But, but oh, we'll carry f- on. You know. Don't worry about it. Just, you know, just doing a podcast here. Um, <laughs> we got Eddie.
3: Yeah, and hear I'm him giggling
1: just just as you started the intro. He's doing a moosa, man. He's already laughing. Infectious um, laugh. <laughs> and we got Jed as well. Making I'm a back. long, long I'm away from comeback.
4: Yeah, man. I've missed, it. I've missed it. I don't know. It feels like it's been like a month. I can't remember the last time I came on. It might have been after the Brighton game.
1: To be fair, there's been a few sneaky international breaks <laughs> thrown about. Yeah. yeah. Whenever one of those come about, like I literally just treat it as a break from football. That's like a summer holiday mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Like um, summer holiday implies that I don't want to be watching football. But I mean, like, you know, when you just have to accept that football doesn't exist anymore over the summer, yeah, you switch that, off. that struggle, yeah. yeah and you, you discover there's more to life than football. That For me, the international break is like a mini week and a half, two week version of that. And I see people raging about England lineups and getting angry about Jack Realish. And I just think, I'm so glad that's not me. <laughs> Sorry, I, I didn't mean to turn that into a not watching England flex, but, Listen, but you know... any,
4: any chance, Cosmo, Jesus Christ. I know, I know, <laughs> any it's becoming, chance.
1: It's becoming a bit of a theme.
4: Listen, you ain't gotta worry about it until March now, it's less.
1: I'm so glad. So glad. Um <laughs> right. Let's talk Mourinho masterclasses. Um or not, you might you might disagree. <laughs> but um yeah, as as we keep re- referring to um when we're talking about that tricky fixture run coming up of of seven games, um, a lot of us thought that this Chelsea away was going to be the most difficult fixture. I think almost all of us said that we would take a point. And I feel like this was possibly Mourinho at his most cynical. Not that I have a problem with it, but I think this was the most defensive, more so than against Manchester City even. Um, Who wants to jump in first? The... Their take on the game and and were you happy with it? Give it Glenn because you was you were shaking his head.
2: Yeah, Glenn was expecting yeah, wins. <laughs> no, I weren't expecting wins. I I thought I thought we were going to lose. I I, mm. I I think I was the one person who said, "Oh, I think we're getting piped." I th- I th- I think I think we could be handed some pipe here. But oh, it was it was a weird one because in the first half it was kind of a bit like the Man City game, just without the end end product. Um, I think we played quite well in the first half, considering everyone has rinsed us for being this joke defensive team. Um, I think we actually had the better chances in the first half. Second half, maybe not so much. I think their delivery was a lot better. Um, they did something a bit different in the second half where they had their fullbacks delivering um, better deliveries from deep, uh, especially Reese James. Um, a better striker would have finished them, but Tammy Abraham isn't that better striker. Um, I just think in the first half, we really controlled them. We looked like we could score on the break if it was just a bit more quality in the final product. second half, we didn't really have that so much. yeah, that's my yeah. take on it really No, I agree,
0: I think with um the city game, I think um with the city game good good performance and good result. this game, bad performance good result i think um with the with with city as a team you're bound to get chances it doesn't matter who you are to be honest whether you're spurs or whether you're Fulham um or whoever um whoever city are playing they're going to give up opportunities if you win the ball high up the pitch or you win the ball in the middle of the park because um they play such a high line um and their fullbacks are so adventurous as well. Um, so the, with Chelsea, you don't quite get that. With um, with Chelsea, you have that. You have Kanté you have Kovacic, two really hard working midfielders. Um, and for the first half, at least, they played a, a, a flat back four kind of. Chilwell didn't get high up the pitch. J- James didn't get high up the pitch, and obviously, you know, Thiago Silva is one of the best defenders um of, of our of of the last uh, over the last five, six years, um, he's just so he's he, he organizes the defense and Zuma's come leaps and bounds this season. So in terms of defensive defensively Chelsea are going to be a lot harder to break down than City. and I think in the first half, um, we actually created some some decent uh, moments, some, some decent situations. Um, yeah, I agree with Glenn second half. we definitely um, fell back 10, 15 yards. Um I think maybe going in at half time, Mourinho told the lads um that he's more um he's more interested about not dropping points than mm. getting three points and okay. that showed them the performance. I think we still limited them to crosses from um crosses from deep positions and shots from outside the box, which is another positive. The only two chances that they had in the box, in my opinion, were mistakes. So that's another positive I can take from the game. Yeah, but like I said, uh, bad performance, but uh, not bad performance, but uh, certainly a weaker performance than last week, but a good result. Um, And yeah, like we said, after the City game, um, out of all the games that were up, um, coming up um, with Arsenal, Liverpool, Chelsea and City, uh, we thought this was going to be the most difficult. And um, the point is probably as good as we deserve, or as good as we would have hoped for, at least.
1: Jed, do you agree with that? Do you think worse performance than than City? Uh, yeah, I th- I think Eddie hit the nail
4: on the head. To be honest, um, I wouldn't say it's a bad performance. I would say it's an average performance. Um, I think both halves are like polar opposites. Really, it's like the first the first half, it, it felt like Chelsea was setting out just not to lose the game. Um, as Eddie said, with their fullbacks, who traditionally they they like to like to play very high. Reece James likes to get high, Chilwell likes to get forward. Um they they I can't even really remember him crossing the halfway line in the first half. Um and then it got to the second half and as as he said it's it's almost like Mourinho said, right lads, well historically Stamford Bridge is not a great place for us. If if you'd asked me before City and Chelsea, would you would I have taken four points without conceding the goal? Absolutely, I would take it. So I think we went into that second half with the mindset of just don't lose the game because Ultimately, they're the ones chasing us. We're top of the pack at the moment. Um, we don't we don't need to win this game. I think mm, mm-hmm. if, if we were to lose that game, that hands Chelsea the initiative and gives them some momentum going forward. So um, I, I, I honestly have no complaints with how we played. Uh, I expected it. Um, and the main thing is we, we just didn't lose
1: and we've come out of sea in Chelsea with four points and two clean sheets. Mm, Talking of that, uh, four points, uh, two clean sheets. Um, My dad, normally the beacon of positivity and optimism around Tottenham Hotspur, I messaged him after on WhatsApp and said um, that I was happy with the result. He was fuming. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, like, really? And I I think he wanted the win. But I said to him, look, four points against City at home, Chelsea away. He has to take it. That's brilliant. Yeah, I mean... I feel like uh, uh, is is this uh is this a Musa moment for me we we mentioned off air uh, <laughs> how how we love musa on stadio but sometimes he, he goes out a bit on the limb but i would say i mean that's the kind of the kind of points tally that, that the sir alex teams would aim for i think in those mm. two games honestly yeah. i i think that's that's really i think that's really yeah positive you, i mean it's just we're not going to win every game, so you got you've got to be a bit pragmatic about about these things so I think yeah you, you, I was really you, happy you, with you it
0: you earn points um in these games for the the season as a whole um what Lampard said after the game um uh, as much as McG got be is um he said that the 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 report asked him if he was happy with the point, and he said that um I'll tell you at the end of the season. Um, and that's, I think, a fair reflection of the way that both teams approach the game. It's similar to the United-Chelsea game. Neither team want to drop points, so it's better for both teams to secure the points and then, you know, pick up points elsewhere. Um, I don't know who Chelsea have next. Um, potentially, you know, that's a game that they can they can win and yeah, pick up the points there. Needs, I think so, you know, Leeds have been having an up and down season. Um remains to be seen whether they can um cause Chelsea problems because obviously um a little detour, but they just play fantastic football. i I'd love to see Leeds stay up and mm. uh, do do a lot of things. Um and for us as Arsenal, um obviously we'll get on to it um later in the pod. <laughs> I think if you if you come out those these games, City, Chelsea, uh, potentially Liverpool, uh, depending on, you know the status of their team when we actually get to play in them. Those are the games you just don't lose because you will be able to pick up uh, points against other teams. And I think this season, um, with the way the, the the Premier League's kind of shaping up, where um, there no, no um, game is a given result. We saw um, Leicester and, and Fulham yesterday. Leicester are flying. They could have gone second in the league uh, just based on goal difference if they won yesterday. And... They were they were handed a two one a two one uh, pumping by by Fulham. So uh, who who at the beginning of the season were were horrendous. So that's the way the Premier League is shaping up. So you don't want to lose against Chelsea, and we didn't. And I think Mourinho he says after the game uh, the the dressing room's unhappy. Mm. I think that's a load of cack. To be honest, I think yeah. they're very happy <laughs> with that result. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good result for the boys, and um, we have to take that and, and move on. Basically.
1: He's such a good propagandist, uh, Mourinho. Because when he said that, like I was just, it, I, it just it just warmed the cockles. Mm-hmm. I don't know how else to put it, but I was like, I love that. I love that. <laughs> Even though I knew with my brain he was not trying to win that game, he was trying to draw that game. But he, the fact <laughs> he said disappointed with the draw, I just loved it. I I think maybe because it was just so brazenly bullshit. (laughs) I just like I respect I just respect that. Like he said it's such a good thing that the dressing room is unhappy. (laughs) Yeah, the way the way he was the
2: way he's laughing while he says it as well. It's brilliant. Oh it's such a good thing. It's such a good thing. He's he's laughing. It's so sincere. Yeah, it's so brilliant.
1: I Uh, I mean we we haven't had like a proper discussion on this, I don't think. I mean we we've hinted on our feelings towards Jose, but I just feel, I I think I've drunk the Kool Aid the most out of the podcast slash WhatsApp group. But I am I'm, I'm growing to absolutely love him. Like he's just brilliant. He's it, just he's just ten ten
2: Hollywood, yeah Hollywood factor. And the thing is, he takes the, the by doing these little things like making himself a bit of like a clown at times like because he, he knows he does it he knows like with all these instagram posts and all this he, he just takes pressure off the players yeah. like I, I think it's just part of this part of this mo- movement that he has like to take pressure off the players this one game at a time thing that he brings about brings about like bringing a lot of the intention upon himself like he, he'll just do something like stupid midweek like yeah uh, like say, uh, uh something about Frank Lampard and how 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 we're a little pony compared to the horses in the title race. Yeah, stuff like that. Like he, he knows he knows like what he's doing. He's not stupid. He's a very clever man. I just wanted to mention Frank because he did he he got to me. He he, he got to, he got to me in one of his interviews. He he said, uh oh, you you know what Spurs are going to be like in these big games under Reno, you know, They're going to be boring. Uh they're not gonna do much. They're gonna they're gonna try and defend at defend one point. And I, I just thought you are a big waste man. You've drawn nil <laughs> nil with Man. <Manchester. laughs> like, you've drawn nil nil with Man United, you've lost two 0 against Liverpool. What are you talking about in big games defending? We've scored six goals against Manchester United, you scored none. We're, like we've we've absolutely handed Man City like their arse themselves and what are they gonna do against Man City? it's, it's yet to be seen, but Honestly, he, he's just a big waste, man. I really, he really got to me. Like he needled me so hard. I, just, I think oh, it, you, know, you know Spurs are gonna be boring.
1: I, I think it says it all, though. Really, that he's frustrated, and and Mourinho's the one who's like the cat that's got the cream. Like hmm. exactly. that, that shows that it was a good result for us. I think. Yeah, yeah I
2: think it's a, definitely a point earned rather than two points dropped.
1: Mm-hmm. Especially yeah, in a, a game 100%. away
2: against Chelsea. 100%. Like teams, teams are not going to go away. at Chelsea. I don't think a single team in the Premier League will go away to Chelsea and be like, "Yeah, this is a win, easy win." Yeah, I think not, Jed, not one, not one single team.
0: I think Jed's um, in previous, maybe previous seasons. Um, if this, if we drew 0-0, possibly against Poch uh, with Potch as manager, or we um, we got a draw uh, in previous games, uh, I think Jed would have been unhappy. But I think now, uh, because there's a clear plan. That's exactly that, yeah. Because that, there's a clear plan, I, I probably I, I think that uh, compared to last season, maybe potentially, I think after the game, I thought you were ha- you were quite happy with it.
4: No, I was, and um, I mean, you lot, <laughs> I mean, the pod don't know because I went on after West Brom, but like, I I I had a little. I don't know if I should say his name on this on this pod. I had a little. Um, you can bleep it out if you want. a little windy quiz moment. Um <laughs> and just felt like I I just wanted to take a bit of a break from Spurs because I think this was off the back of um like, I I can't at the end of the day I can't complain. We won we won the games against these tough teams who sit the um games that we knew going into them were gonna be tough. But when I was watching those games, I was I was watching them and thinking, I I, I can't continue continually continually watch us play against these. These teams who are sitting in the bottom half of the table who are sitting deep and we don't really have any sort of plan to break them down. And for me that's that's what was that's what was frustrating for me and I just found us really boring to watch. But over the past few weeks, and maybe this just suits suits us for how we want to play at the moment. Um as Lady said, there's there's a there's a clear plan. And um it's just it's just so much better to watch when you know going into a game there's a clear plan and you know what the players are trying to do. Um and obviously we've we've come out on top with with four points from two very tough games. So yeah, it's things things now are looking uh, a lot yeah. a lot more rosier. Um as as we said earlier, we'll get onto Arsenal. But going into that, I just really want to see us approach that differently to these last mm-hmm. two games because I really don't think there's any need to approach that in the manner that we have against Chelsea and C.
0: Yeah, I think it's a, it's because it's in such clear contrast to how we were playing at the beginning of the season. I think we we didn't buy in, not buy into it. We we played to our strengths, um, which were we have a we have a, a full roster of attacking players. Like we could we could put, like let's say we just played attacking <clears throat> players. We could have eight attacking players out on the pitch, mm. uh, and all of them have the potential to start any game. So we 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 played very, very attacking, aggressive uh, football and left the back door open a bit. Um, And obviously we saw what happened at West Ham. That was, you know, something i never want to see again. Um, But obviously we learned a lesson at that point. But even against uh, teams in Europe, when we were playing, uh, you know, Wi-Fi passwords and that, um, (coughs) we we were still conceding. Like, Hmm. we shouldn't concede in those games. Uh, we we should we, we and you know it's good that we score a bunch of goals five six goals, um, but we were conceding to one or two goals and and they're not good teams, and against better teams we'll get punished, um, and that's what happened at West Ham. We we got you know the the result of Newcastle was the result of Newcastle, but we looked frail against Newcastle in the last fifteen minutes, anyways.
1: So even if they didn't score with the I, I don't agree. Handball. I don't agree with that. I yeah. think the Newcastle game. I think we did everything to see it out, and I think we got yeah, so unlucky agree. with the ball. But
0: I still think I still think we look so vulnerable um at set pieces where we don't yeah. as much anymore. Yeah, that's yeah, that's, I mean. that's true. Since it's the West Ham
1: game, yeah. four clean sheets in five games. I mean, yeah, it was yeah. a big exactly. wake up
0: call, and yeah. that's that's it a was. reaction to to us conceding goals. You know, I think Mourinho did want to play. more expansive football but we soon realized that actually we really do need to kind of um, we know that we have the attacking ability so we don't need to we don't need to gear our football to the attacking ability what we can Mm. do is we can have a front four to to do their thing the six players um sorry the seven players elsewhere are protecting that goal that 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 our our six yard line our, our 18 yard box so, I think, you know, the fact that now it's like a clear plan, it feels a lot better because West Brom and Burnley, those were the two games after the West Ham result. And it felt like we were just so, so negative. It looked like we were scared rather than it being an actual plan. Yeah, and now we can exactly. see the, the clear structure to the defensive uh, output uh, yeah. and, and style of play.
2: Yeah, but surely, Surely that comes as a result of who we're playing against. Like, the teams that you've mentioned there, West Brom, Burnley, they're not exactly teams that are gonna <clears throat> keep possession of the ball for eighty minutes of the game and attack us all game. Like you're talking I think you're you're taking it a bit out of context because we actually haven't seen this plan implemented against a team like Burnley, Crystal Palace, Brighton, Main insert like any mid table team that are Realistically, going to be battling relegation this year. Mm. Like, <clears throat> I think playing the pragmatic way that we've been playing the last two games is only going to happen against teams like City, Chelsea, Liverpool. I, I actually think Arsenal will be put in that category because, as much as they're not, they're not Arsenal. They're not on form. Still in North London. Form goes I've out been. the window. <clears throat> they still oh. have attacking threats And they still have pace to get in behind, which I think is the big, big, big reason why we played so deep on the weekend. Because players like Werner and Abraham, I know that Abraham's not massively quick, but against Joe Roden and Dyer, let's be honest, who's winning a foot race, I think we had to play deep against them as a result of them two players because they're just going to rip us to shreds. Same against Liverpool, a team like Liverpool. They're just going to rip us to shreds if we play too high up the pitch. Against Arsenal, I know they're not that good, but Aubameyang's still quick. Saka, quick. These players, like, they will get in behind if you let them have a the chance. And I think, as a result of that, I think we will go after them a bit more than we have Chelsea and Man City because they're not as good as these teams. But I think we will still see, at times, us playing quite a deep defensive structure.
1: Yeah, I agree. I just hope... He doesn't um <clears throat> instruct the front three to come back as much mm-hmm. as they oh, did man. against Chelsea. I don't think so. Yeah, because they're vulnerable. Yeah. And to be honest, I mean I've had a beer. We could smash them up. We we could mm. we could smash them yeah. up. We've got a team to smash them up. I wanna re- yeah. I
0: wanna I want to respond to Glenn's point though, um about potentially that like, the mid-table teams that, that aren't that you know that aren't fighting relegations. What I will say is that. Those two te- West Brom, not as much. I think that we definitely played very deep. We should have, be, we could have potentially played more expansively. But Burnley, they just—they're one of the teams that have the tools to really hurt us. It's the style of play that yeah. they play. Ashley Barnes and Chris Wood, A year in, you know, the last the last three years that we played Burnley, uh, even though we we beat them five nil not too long ago. Um, those, those types of players cause us so many problems because they're so dominant in the air and they can bring players in. And I think, yeah. I think that potentially is the reason why we played the way we did against Burnley. If you look at Brighton, where we did play a little bit more expansively, but still, you know, the result was 2-1. Um, and that's because, you know, Brighton actually played football. We saw, mm. we saw them um, play really good football against Chelsea. They were unlucky to, to not win the game. Um, and they played really good football against Man United. They were also unlucky not to win that game. Uh, they hit the post like four times in the United game. So uh, you know, I think I think there's a there's truth to your to your point, um, Glenn, and I, and I agree, we won't play like that um, every game, or we won't play like that against most teams. But I think those t- that Burnley in particular, not so much uh, 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 West Brom, but Burnley and Brighton in particular. I think we 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 did have to play a little bit more defensively because those are the types of teams that can they have the tools to hurt us. I don't think teams like uh, like I don't think uh, we've got Wolves coming up in a couple of weeks. Fulham, I don't think that those are the types of teams that are going to cause us as many problems as Burnley and Brighton, in my opinion. And I think. Potentially, um, we'll play more expansive football against those teams. But I think Brighton and Burnley, they have the tools to beat a lot of teams in the Premier League.
1: Fair point. right. Um, I'm slightly worried about time. So there's a lot more stuff that we could go into on Chelsea. But I want to focus on one thing in particular, because I think it's very interesting what um, Eddie and Jed were saying off air about the fact that you think when Ndombele comes off comes off for us um, around the 60 minute mark we always tend to look less creative without him on the pitch Um, and I I don't know whether you said it but you definitely implied that are we becoming a bit overly reliant on Ndombele Um, let's go to Jed yeah yeah, let's go to Jed first we haven't heard from Jed in a while
4: Um,
1: maybe I think maybe I think what
4: Endombele gives us that Ndombele doesn't um, is a certain type of ball progression with the link from defence or midfield to attack. Um, the way Endon Bele progresses the ball is getting himself out of tight spaces, playing quick passes forward. Um, and I think you you do lose that a little bit when he comes off and La Celso comes on because I feel with La Celso like, although he can play the quick pass and again he can get himself out of out of sticky situations, I feel like he likes to carry the ball a lot more than than Endon Bellet does. Um and he might not play it as quick as he does, and he seems to la Celso seems to drift a lot wider as well um and I feel like that we we then end up missing that presence in midfield, which Endon Bella has given us so, um yeah maybe maybe he's 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 made himself undroppable now and I feel like maybe I don't know who if it was you you or Eddie Cosmo who said we might be being a little bit too harsh I think it was you. You might be being mm-hmm. a little bit too harsh on Lo Celso. but um I think for hit for Lo Celso, it's just a matter of him coming back from injuries trying to mm-hmm. regain some sharpness as well mm-hmm. um and at the end of the day it's still a really really great option to bring off the bench but end on at the moment I would probably say he's our best player um he's not far he's, off at least he stood out in every single pretty much every single game this season um and I'm so happy it's finally working out for him because, as I said on the po- on the pod a couple of weeks ago, um, I genuinely think he has the potential to be top two midfielders in the Premier League. At the time, I think it was Glenn who laughed at me. <laughs> May have thought it sounded a bit ridiculous, but honestly, i've I've never seen I've never seen a footballer like him. I've literally never seen a footballer like him.
0: Yeah, I want to bring up something that I sent into the. Um... The one of our one of our Twitter group chats um, about Ndombélé's unorthodox style. Um, this is obviously you know it can be taken with a grain of salt, um, but it uh, someone made a very like specific um,
4: was it the hockey uh,
0: comparison to hockey? Yeah, yeah. about how um, the way he shifts his body weight to um, to make tight turns. So the way he controls his body is that he's so low to the ground that when he shifts his weight and then pushes out, at, he, he pushes out at a very specific angle. It's it a, um, if I'm just, I'm just going to read it very quickly, he explodes out of these turns with force often about 45 degrees from where his feet are planted. So the first couple of steps when he's getting away from defenders who are obviously they're, stand, they're trying to stand up to him. They, they're caught off balance trying to catch up because he's so low and he's coming out of those positions. Um, And that's so difficult to defend against. The reason why he's so good is because it's because of this unorthodox style of of play. It whenever he's um, faced up by someone, he does this very weird thing where he, like seventy percent of the time, he turns back, and you're thinking, Mm -hmm. is he going to go backwards? And he's actually, it's like he's disguising um, where he's going to shift his weight because then he'll go one way, then explode the other way. And then that defender's now off off balance. It makes it very difficult to, to keep up with him. He's not got blistering pace, but it's the fact that he can explode away from the yeah. players. Um, and in that post, it alluded to the fact that that style of play, if you're going to compare it to hockey players, they only play 20 to 30 minutes uh, at that level. And and Dombele's playing, you know, has the potential to play 90 minutes at the moment. He's playing 60 minutes and you can see he's dead on his feet by the time he gets subbed off. And I think, you know, you know, it might come with fitness. Um, if he plays more and more, you know, he might be able to stay on the pitch longer, but his unorthodox style of play is a, the reason why he's so effective in our team and why we can't really replace that. But also Mm -hmm. the reason why we probably won't see him playing 90 minutes, um, at a high, high level, um, this season, I don't think, unless his fitness greatly improves, and it's come on leaps and bounds. I think uh, obviously we got
4: exactly. him and we have so. to
0: protect him. And mm. I think that if we're gonna if we're gonna persist with um, this change at sixty minutes every week, which it's like um it's like when Sari was manager for um for <laughs> Chelsea, the same three substitutions every game. Well,
4: that Obviously pitch. it's for
0: Bartley uh, or the other way around.
4: <laughs> yeah. it,
0: it was every game, every yeah. game. And we're, we're starting to see it with with start and seat with uh, LaCelso and and Donbellet. Maybe when Lamella's fit, potentially it'll be between Lamella and LaCelso, because I think they can do similar things uh yeah. in the middle of the, when they play behind Harry Kane in, uh, in the middle. So yeah, I don't know if we're over relying on him. Um I think it's something we're going to have to properly address um, just so that we're not losing anything when we come off the pitch because Mourinho has actually made a point about it. He recognises that we lose things when Ndombele comes off the pitch. So, yeah, we have to protect him on one hand. On the other hand, we have to actually be effective when he comes off the pitch. But he's just so good. He's really
1: just so good. (laughs) Yeah. I think talking of substitutions, I think my only criticism of Mourinho in that Chelsea game was... I think that game from seventy minutes onwards was just crying out for Bale. I don't know if that's me being a romantic, I think so. But I just think I on the maybe counter maybe. attack, Bale either running at them. Obviously, there's questions as to how fit he is, how used he is to to dribbling past people. But even if he was just banging in long shots, like he would have been great on the counter. Um, yeah, Are and I, even I... sorry. Got. Uh, I was going to say, I, I think we should bring it uh, towards the Arsenal game now. Um, I was going to say, I want him to start against Arsenal. Um, I think he should start in Europa first, get some fitness. Um, obviously, if he's absolutely terrible in Europa, maybe don't play him. <laughs> but I think just play him in Europa and start him against Arsenal. And I, I just think that game is perfect for him, Arsenal. Yeah. Glenn, do you want to go?
2: Yeah, I was actually going to bring up Bale versus Arsenal because obviously <clears throat> he, in his prime, in his first stint at Spurs, he was obviously excellent against Arsenal. He tore them to shreds in like three three of the games. Um, I just don't know. I, the problem with Bale at the moment is I see him going to tackles so half-heartedly. He's not, he looks like he doesn't want to get injured. It looks like he's really, really like thinking about an injury when he goes into a tackle, and that is not what you want when going into a North London derby. That is really like that's the opposite of what you want. I think playing playing him maybe half an hour is is definitely very possible. Um, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I actually, I actually think Lucas should start against Arsenal. Um, I agree. Just, just, the, <laughs> just that just the energy that he brings and the sheer panic that he puts defenders under. Mm. And and they're the sort of defenders that will panic because mm. they're not amazing on the ball. Um, he presses with such vigor that I think that they, that he can really, really put them like in tough situations. And um, he does go into every tackle full-blooded, loves winning headers, even though he's about four foot two.
3: Um,
2: <laughs> and and he would just challenge for everything he just just an energy box and I think that he should definitely be starting maybe bring Bo bring on at like the 60 minute mark with Lo Celso I don't know I remember, it depends uh, on
0: how the game's going in it
2: yeah, yeah exactly I remember the last time we
4: played Arsenal um, last season we beat him 2-1 um, how key he was to us in that game on that day I mean I know we were we were playing probably a different style to what we're going to play on the weekend I think we were playing a four four two 4 2 that day. Um, and I think he ended up making something like 11 tackles, which is mm. absolutely ridiculous for a winger. But I think I think Mourinho, like maybe the situation with when Bergwijn came into the team against City, um, because obviously when he made his debut against City, he scored the goal, he had a really good game. Maybe Mourinho might look at that and think, well, this playing Lucas in the North London derby work last season, um, he knows exactly what I'm going to want from him, um, and he might he might just trust him for that for that game. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Lucas coming, and I wouldn't I wouldn't really be too frustrated if that was the case. He, anyway.
0: I also think potentially if I don't know, maybe Lamella might not be fit, but if Lamella's fit, he's another option for for Mourinho. Lamella, you know, we know what is like he's up for any game, but especially the London derbies, West yeah. Ham, Chelsea, Arsenal. Those are the games that Lemena thrives on. He thrives on the nitty gritty of it. He likes to go into challenges, um, and he doesn't mind, you know, doing the dirty stuff being, you know, uh, he, being the dark art specialist that he is. Um, I think potentially he might not be fit enough, um, to start, but at least have some involvement. And in my opinion, that I'm not, listen, I'm not saying Bell's position is, is, uh, is, uh, under question in the squad. I think we've been, we brought Bell in, um, to bolster our squad. I don't think there was, I don't think there was any impression from Mourinho or Levy or even her, his Spurs teammates that, um, Bale was, was brought in, um, as a, as a, as a, um, you know, he he's guaranteed to start if fit mm-hmm. because get different games require different tactics. And I think the way we're playing right now under Mourinho um, with the counter-attacking style, I don't think that suits Bell as much as it used to. Um, Bell used to be so good at peeking, picking the ball up from deep and, and literally dragging us up the pitch. He used to He used to run about... Sixty yards, four or five, six times a game. When you know before he left to Madrid, I think his games changed dramatically, and he's a lot better on the ball. I think the quality on the ball is like is so different. He the way he the the way he shifts the ball from one foot to the other, the way he makes space for himself. It used to be because he was so quick and so explosive. Now it's a lot more technical for me, and I think if we're going to if we're going to persist with counter attacking i think bell suits us more when we have a bit more of the ball so mm. so that's why i think he's looked a lot better in in europe uh, the european games than when he's come on in the premier league and obviously that's also partly due to fitness um but i think we're yet to see the perfect scenario for bell yet in my opinion
1: you know what i think the issue is i think he's the most attacking of those um right wingers by far. So I feel like that's a big disincentive to play him. One, because we know Mourinho is more of a defensively-minded manager. Two, because it's as simple as the fact that you have Son on the left, who is in his prime, is one of the best wingers in the world, and Bale is never going to be better than Son. So to double up with two really attacking wingers, plus Harry Kane, who even though he drops back, let's face it, is a number nine, that's very risky. All of a sudden, you have three players that aren't really getting back that much. I know Son does work hard, but nowhere near as as hard as Lucas or or Lamella or even Bergvine. So I think that's what kind of counts against Bale. I must say that I am a bit... I am a little bit surprised at the lack of Gareth Bale involvement because I think when he signed, everyone was going on about our front three, our front three. And I don't know if you remember the memes. It was always like when Bale gets added to this mix. Mm. I think it's just transpired that he is really unfit and really just lacking um, match sharpness. sharpness. Yeah, like a lot. So it's a tricky one. Um, I feel like we all have faith that he will come good. But when do you guys think that's going to be? Obviously, it's a long season. But like, when can you see him like actually being ready if you if you even know, I don't know. I don't know. How can we know we're not fitness experts, but what do you guys think?
2: I think everything you hear from inside the club and like, obviously the journalists that see them so often is that everyone's so happy with how hard he's working. He's obviously at a level where he hasn't played competitive football regularly for nigh on two years now, let's say it's gonna be difficult. Like he's gonna to have to work ridiculously hard. It could it could take six months from the start of the season for him to get that sharpness and that fitness because you don't really see players do it. Let's be honest. I I, I can't think of a single player who's gone from not playing regular football for a year, two years, to coming back and then working ridiculously hard to, to get that sharpness back.
0: You can only think of one player. Like, who's been out for that long? Um, have to refer obviously to the other side of North London, Aaron Ramsay, when he broke his leg. Mm. Um, and he worked incredibly. That's that's a bad yeah. injury, and he's out for yeah. close a year. He comes back and he plays some <coughs> astonishing football, um, that yeah. season for Arsenal. But that's that's one off the top of my
2: head, mm.
1: and he was so yeah. young as well. Yeah, he was
2: so young at the time. That's exactly what I was yeah. about to say. He was so young at the time that. The recovery obviously isn't the same. It's 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 obviously very well known how many injuries Bale gets, etc. I think pulling pulling out of these challenges is hindering him, and also I, I just don't think that he's like he's not playing the style that Mourinho is kind of like promoting in the team. He doesn't get in behind that often, like he just doesn't, and that is what. Mourinho wants at the moment he wants Kane to drop a bit deeper and then the two wingers to get him behind Mm -hmm. and I think Bale not doing that is not stopping Mourinho picking him because he is still being picked and I think that he will in the future be picked a lot more regularly but it just comes with match sharpness and fitness because when he is when he does get a yard of pace back when he is sharp when he is reading the ball better when he is like seeing everything a bit better I think he will be getting pits a lot more. Yeah. Um, I just think it's a matter of time, and I and I'm I'd be more than happy to wait a year and I re-signing him on a loan. Genuinely, I, I don't even if, even if he plays exactly the same as he is now, just a goal here, a goal there, assist here, assist there, nothing spe- spectacular. I'd still be happy for us to sign him on a loan. Yeah, re sign him on a loan. He's, he's no loan fee and paying. Still a world class player. What is it? Two hundred k a week. Mm. I, think a the I think it's a right. bargain.
4: I think you're right. I think. I mean, I don't. I don't know how official it is, but it's, I think it's been well documented that we do have the options to take up the second year loan. Um, and I, I, I'm the same, grim I would. I would happily take it up. I think, as you said, he's even if it's just for this first season, he, he might struggle. He might struggle to get get that much sharpness and his fitness back. But I don't I don't think it can be underestimated just how big of an impact just him being at the club is. Um and even even if this season he he doesn't get 15, 20 goals, even if he contributes 10 goals, fine, so be it. But him being at the club, you can you can tell that it's just giving everyone a boost. Um and he's building some great friendships there already. Obviously, he's he's gonna help Joe Roden set it in as well. Um, which I think, at f- for at this moment in time, that's going to be huge for him. Um, knowing that he's going to have to play a lot of big games, but he's he's going to have the backing of pretty much mentors from his from his national team. Um, so yeah, even if it doesn't, even if it don't work out this season, but he shows glimpses, we then take it up for the next season, and then at, we 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 don't have to spend any money. We bring in someone will bring back someone into the squad who is going to be a valuable member and we don't have to pay any money for it really so yeah um, if if that is the case and we do have the second year option then I would definitely take it up because I think he's a massive part of Spurs at the moment whether or whether he is or not
0: playing I think um, also we're talking about when is he going to come back in the team or when is he going to contribute I think you know, we're coming into December and January. This is like the, the most hectic part of the season mm. in a normal season. We're now playing a condensed season. We're, we're going to have a lot of games, much like the beginning of the season, we're going to have a lot of games played in a short amount of time cup games, um, league games. Um, Europa League will be wrapped up pretty soon. Um, but we're still going to have a lot of games to play in, in a short period of time, and I think that's you know, potentially where Bale um, is going to, you know, we're going to start to see more of Bale in the league. Because, uh, you know, he's started three of the four European games. Mm. So, or maybe all of them, I'm not sure. Um, and uh, so European games obviously are very much a, a step down in terms of uh, intensity and quality, um, consistent quality at least, because we saw at hands, quite, you know, there are still good teams um, at this level at this time. Um, but yeah, I think coming up with the <clears throat> with the potential FA Cup uh, run with Carabao Cup fixtures, um, with the the league, especially when we're getting into a part of the season. Look, I'm not going to say that the season's going. The season won't be done by May. It, like, sorry, by April. Sorry, it will be done by May. That's when it's going to end. <laughs> but um, the season won't be. The season won't be clear cut for a very very long time. And so usually, you know, people talk about, we'll see, you know, the table by Christmas. By Christmas, there's probably still only going to be four points separating the top
1: four. Yeah, Christmas is basically October this year. Yeah. We've missed out on a month. So Exactly.
0: Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be, it's, that's the period I think that we're going to see. Not just Bale, I think even the likes of Alli, um, uh the likes of Lamella. Vinicius. Vinicius, exactly. We're going to see a lot more of them um it come like being being brought back into the, uh, the side for the league because at the moment i think the the, the starting 11 at least is for, for once i feel that like we've got like a uh, uh we can we can safely um uh guess at least eight out of 11 players nine out of 11 players um which i haven't been able to do at spurs for quite a while um it's just a bench. The bench is always the actually the mystery box option. Like who's going to end up in the match day squad, yeah. which is a good headache to have. So
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, so what what we're thinking overall going into Arsenal, we haven't really discussed them. Um, they're obviously they're they're in tatters, sort of. Um, for me, I mean, I never bought into the Arteta hype. And I never watched them that much because, for me, I I have to say I think Arsenal have become a little bit of an irrelevance. Um, Personally, I don't look out for their scores anymore. I don't watch their games like that. I just don't. They don't enter my mind. So obviously, that could come back to bite me. But so be it. If it does, then it does. But um, might be that that might be the intro next week. You know, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I think. For me, from the outside looking in, obviously I must say I haven't watched an Arsenal game probably since we played them um, after lockdown. Um, The first lockdown, that is. Um, I think the most damaging thing for Arsenal was beating City in that semi-final in the FA Cup. Because since then, Arteta has had his mind absolutely wiped of everything he learned from Pep. And it's basically become like Tony Pulis, because <laughs> from what but, I gather, no, they are playing I mean. some <laughs> dreadful, absolutely dreadful football. Like everyone yeah, behind yeah. the ball, they are no creativity. Peaceful. I think they've they've created the least amount of chances, the fewest yeah. amount of chances. Uh, Fulham Fulham with
0: more goals than Arsenal
1: mm. and until this what? weekend. Son Min had as many goals as their whole team, so.
0: Arsenal only scored one goal on the weekend, <laughs> so Son probably still yeah. has like he's one
1: behind, one behind the whole for... team yeah. of oh, Arsenal. Oh yeah. So, so with that, so with that being said, they're probably gonna snap us up, isn't it? Yeah, the
2: form bookers is probably
1: cursed. It yeah.
0: I think with the the the, the 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 yeah. potential, uh, the potential, uh, what what the word I'm looking for? Yeah, I think the banana skin, the potential banana skin is yeah. um, the the fact that when it comes to london der- any derby form goes out the window uh and it's, it's just about who wants it more on, the, uh, on on the day um god I hate that hey, who wants it it's basically a, it's a, it's a big game of who wants it because <laughs> because uh because you know it's bragging rights it's uh it's uh, north london's red north london's white it's all of that but it's also um it's about the pedigree of the club. I don't think, you know, and I, I agree with Cosmo in a sense I don't think Arsenal are. Arsenal is a it's a it's a local rivalry, but I don't think anymore it's a, it it you know it reflects the status of the club. Um, it's much more. It's at the at the moment, and uh, and I don't mean it in a derogatory way. It's Arsenal playing Arsenal's a lot like playing West Ham in terms of <laughs> oh, the, the
1: fixture. It's true though. It's true no.
0: Though, no I, I I believe, and I hate I hate it. it's because everyone in London wants to be Spurs' rival, so that's why I'm I'm Agreed. bringing up yeah, why, yeah. West Ham in, in this in this argument. I think in terms of quality, in terms of where we are in the league, and in terms of what we're fighting for, Chelsea are a much bigger rival than Arsenal. Yep. Um, I think going into the game, what we can't afford to do is um, act as if the three points are in the bag. Simply because going into last season, we had an abysmal game against uh, Bournemouth. We lost to Sheffield and that was going into the North London derby. Arsenal had played really good football going into the North London derby and we win 2-1. They were acting before the game like they were going to win the game based on, on form. The reality is form doesn't mean anything in these types of games. You look at you know like El Clasicos, Barcelona and, and Real Madrid, they're gonna be one and two pretty much every season. So it's not about form or, or league. Pretty much, Glenn. Pretty much. Don't raise your eyebrows at me. I said pretty much every season.
2: <laughs> not this
0: year. <laughs> not this year. <laughs> I, I know I know not this year, but in in, in El Clasico yeah, yeah. has gone by. Yeah. It's just about who wants it more on, on on the day. And and I think I think North the North London derby more than any other derby, more than Liverpool, Everton, more than the the Manchester derby, it's so much a case of who wants it more in the day, and mm. so we have to be up for it. The players have to be up for it. The management has to be up for it. It's gonna be, it's gonna be. A, I, I think it's it's gonna be a, a game, an open game. That's my but
1: opinion. Who, who better for that than um, in terms Mourinho. of more up for it than Mourinho? Yeah, that's no what one. No this, one. This, this... This is
2: the point that I really Hoi- wanted to Hoi-Bier. make. Um <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. He, he brought such such passion merchants into our team. Yeah, like, I, I, that, that's actually so rude to say about Houdia and players passion like that. Merchants, yeah, yeah, they are
1: like they, they, they just bring passion for to the team. That's what Glenn looks for, though. If, it, if someone's going to know it, it's Glenn. Yeah. I mean, this is the guy that exactly. wanted <laughs> so at the club. Exactly, like
2: Eric Dyer, passion merchant. Love it. Have, um, you, have you seen him in North London derbies? He he turns up passion merchant. Len, when you shield
4: when you shield a ball back to your keeper in Sunday League, do you give a little fist pump like? No, like,
2: uh, I'm I'm straight going to the corner flag, <laughs> knock it out the ground. Knock the not the corner flag out the ground. Tim Tim, Tim Cahill. <laughs> no, I just, I just think. It's such a banana Like I was thinking in my head like before before we came on the podcast like it's such a <laughs> banana skin because they've been so crap in recent weeks and mm. like even the whole season they've just been crap like they do this like they 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 like defending 10 men behind the ball football and I just I just thought you know what this is the game they going to turn up because they, they have to they they if if they don't win this yeah they can't lose the, the, they are finished bro well, but some are saying
1: that Arteta's job's on the finished. line already. They, no, they
0: can't afford to lose this game. Glenn's I genuinely believe right. that. I genuinely believe
2: that. It depends I how, they, it. That. Depends uh, how or, they do. If they get piped by us, Arteta yeah. could be gone. Arteta could, that, that could be, that could be, like, that could be it for him. Like, I, I know, I know that's Jets. such a stretch, but I think, I, th- I thought that originally, I thought, our oh, Spurs, Spurs, like, this is a banana skin for Spurs. But then I thought Mourinho. That's 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 the man you want. Mm. Surely that, that's that's the man you want to get anyone up for a game. It's Mourinho.
4: Yeah. No, you're right. I think it all do- just does depend on our, our mentality and our approach going into it. Um, I've been saying for weeks now. Even even like before the City game, I said to Taylor, one of my friends who's an Arsenal fan, I said to him, I think it's going to be one of the most boring North London derbies of all time, and it's probably going to be nil nil. Um, but looking how they're playing, I I'd, I'd, I don't think we're going to sit back. I think we may go for it a little bit more, um, just just to purely get at them because they're on the ropes at the moment, man. Wolves absolutely—they
0: they
2: played <laughs> them off the park,
0: man.
4: Wolves battered them on my, when was it on Sunday? Sunday?
2: Yeah, evening. yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, without Jimenez for most of the game as well. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 best best
0: wishes to him though. But
4: yeah, 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 man. Um but yeah, it's I I can't see us losing the game. Um you'd all be glad to hear. I know you like my purposeful pessimism sometimes, but <laughs> I, can't, I can't see us losing it. <laughs> I can see it being nil nil. Uh but I think if if I was if I was to predict it, I think I think maybe one or two 0 I think we got I think we got this time.
1: I'd be really disappointed
4: with uh 0 nil, to be honest. Oh yeah. Anything but a win I'm disappointed if mm. you look at how they're playing we i think this this is a must win i think this is an actual must there's no
1: there's no excuse not to win this and if it is a win which it should be on paper then a seven points against two of our biggest rivals one yeah. of them away from home manchester city is probably like yeah the second best team in england then we go draw um, one
4: all with Palace the next week.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I think I did say that that was the game yeah. I was most worried about.
0: Not even Leicester, it was, it was Palace.
1: Yeah, just <laughs> oh, it's just bad vibes, man. So Park. Is it it's that like Selhurst Park, isn't it? What Jordan yeah. what Jordan are you Jordan are you brave? Is that what you're saying? Uh Eze. I mean back to all us because we didn't sign him. Yeah, you just you just never know, man. It's just never a nice place to go. Even during It's not gonna be
0: Zaha though, I reckon it's gonna be pony against us. It's gonna be like a Jordan Ayu a Sutton
1: like
4: the Bruno. The Bruinor.
0: Oh we yeah. said the Bruno. Palace Raid in January. Uh. Glenn Glen Glenn with the exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> <At TK. laughs> Glenn's in the UK,
1: Jed's
0: out of the job. <laughs> yeah. Oh
1: man, I love how last season, because me and Eddie just <laughs> did not know anything about it like anything apart from I don't know the top six of the Premier League. <laughs> Jed was just the default expert. Like we would say, we, we would be like, Jed, yeah, you Jed. know about this, you know <laughs> about this like I'm Croatian off. prospect, <laughs> don't I'm you? And yeah, we
4: knew about Ralph Soshi's second choice striker, and I'm <laughs> I'm out here trying to do
1: up nerd. up
4: doing
0: do um... Gu- Guillaume, Guillaume
1: <laughs> To be fair, it's... for the Football League, though, Jed is the best. Oh, yeah. No, bro, that's you. Oi, what's be- your
0: yeah. what's your view in Marine FC, by the way? Just a little side note. Oh, bro. Yeah,
1: that's know. a banana skin if I've ever seen one. Come on. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. They're
0: non-league. Geez, we're, top of, yeah. We're, we're, we're number one out of 92 teams and we're still looking for yeah, a heart apparently, attack. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. it's,
4: the, it's the biggest... Biggest like
1: difference gap in FA Cup history.
0: Oh my days! Yeah, they're oh, like one oh, of God. the
1: lowest ranked teams ever to get into it. That's eagle's going
0: to start that game, and he's going to concede.
1: Oh my! God. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just going to be
2: a replay. It's just, you know, it's going to be a replay. Oh, don't! You know, it's like, yeah, man, where don't. Were we, we, we were replay FC. Don't. Which, yeah, yeah. yeah we they, didn't they go go to the
1: final replay in every single game.
0: Yeah. Uh, and Then we lose to Norwich in a in a penalty shootout.
1: Just give it. it no, it wasn't that year. That. It was the
2: year before.
1: No, yeah, it was the year. No, I think it was the year well, no, it went, it was Chelsea in the semi-final when. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah, well, I was there for Rormatic that horrible game. Off.
4: Yeah. Jets, Jetson's going to be let out the at the tr- changing room toilets. <laughs> it? It's even allowed. It's even allowed. Right, yeah.
0: Is, so. Jets, is Jetson alive? Oh, or like that post. All like that post head. Was he the leg of ham? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, it, remains to be seen, it, it
1: was. Like, yeah, that post said, Can we actually prove that this wasn't Jetson, like um, uh, <laughs> as the leg of ham? And the thing is, you can't. No one's seen a picture of Jetson since that's, since that game me. against Reading, that preseason friendly.
4: I see people on Twitter saying Jetson picks admin in are airing. That's us to me. <laughs> <laughs> that's us.
0: Jetson is doing what? Um, Who is that? Oi, Jenkinson, when he was doing, ad, doing up admin for Arsenal. <laughs> That's and what that's what Jensen's doing do you, now. Do you, you know, know what he's like?
1: It? He's like that player who never played a game, Carlos Kaiser.
0: <laughs>
1: I, don't, I don't know if you there was this Brazilian football <laughs> player who was a player for like 20 years and played for like some of Brazil's best what, teams. Alfie, he, Alfie he, Whiteman. Yeah, yeah, he's stood up See, we're the perfect home. He's obviously he's done his research, he's seen what Whiteman's <laughs> doing, he's targeted <laughs> us. See, he's got a 50 million release, uh, buy, buy clause for he's, us. He's more expensive he's, than yeah. um,
0: than uh, Vinicius,
1: yeah. And his release clause is even bigger, it's yeah. like 150 yeah. million. We're so, just, we're activating that. We're activating that. <laughs> he he wait, knows, he wait, knows. You can where. tell me Jetson's position. No no one knows. Box, I mean, officially, box, he's a centre-mid. He doesn't play like that. Man one. said box to box. Box to box wing. You can't play a 10-year-old pass. Man said box to box. What box. Right <laughs> box, box, right
0: right box? What box? KFC yeah. boxes, box?
1: Box is
4: in, yeah. in the reception. <laughs> he like, like <laughs> <machine>. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be doing box up box. legend tours. That's, that's <laughs> his new wrong. <role.
0: laughs> that's his new role. Shout out to Jetson Fnads, man.
1: He's just yeah. going to be leading Des <laughs> Kelly like around the the press meet and greet. press areas meet and greets.
0: <laughs> meet and greets. <laughs> Someone
1: someone's got to be his friend at the club. Do you reckon
0: someone's whispering uh, in Mourinho's ear like I'll oh, give him a chance? No,
1: nah, he's the marshal at the <laughs> Skywalk. No, nah, he's finished. He's finished, bro. Yeah, Alfie he's well, I, it, yeah.
0: I mean, I mean, um, there are rumors that um, Benfica are looking for a recall in January. That's, I mean, that's that's, best, as, that's, that's that's as good as the done deal. As I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. not in. He's not in our European squad, and he's not going to get into it. He's he's got a place in our in our um in in our in our league in our in, in our league squad. Is he? He's yeah. He does. He has a number. <laughs> he has a squad number. Imagine I mean, if Benfica like it's more than Danny Rose has. Yeah. yeah. Imagine if Benfica
1: were like, you have to pay us two point five million to recall him. <laughs> I, I, no, imagine, if we,
0: imagine if we charge them. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, that's what you yeah. said. Yeah, yeah. If, we, oh, if you want to call him back, yeah, pay out, pay out the <laughs> remainder of his load <laughs> That would be that would be crazy. But I think um, I think yeah, bringing it back to the Arsenal game. I mean, he's not going to be in the squad, so. Sorry. Whatever. <laughs>
1: um uh, uh, but, oh, thanks <laughs> for that insight.
3: <laughs>
0: I potentially a man could be that
1: the... might be dead is
0: not <laughs> potentially he could be the he potentially he could be the 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 formula to replace in and non when he comes off the pinch. We don't oh, know. Oh god. Oh god. We don't know, man. We don't know. Although he can't like for, for a midfielder, a supposed uh box box midfielder. The guy's about as much strength as a twig. Yeah, that's what um, I'm saying.
4: If he tries to do those explosives turns his legs,
0: that's nothing. He's gonna break <laughs> his <laughs> legs. Yeah, he's gonna break his own legs, Rob. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I think Yeah. Um banana potentially a banana skin. I think we all agree that it's a game that we should win. Mm. Uh, just and but but here's the thing. See how Obamyang hasn't scored a goal from open play since he starting that contract.
2: Patrick
0: scoring on the weekend, 100% 100,
2: 100 scoring on the weekend, 100. He could do a flip or, or get out his Batman. Yeah, yeah, I don't.
0: If, <laughs> if he celebrates shamelessly, yeah, I don't know if I can watch football after that. Imagine if he celebrates shamelessly after not scoring a single goal from open play in whatever 10 oh, games and then he doesn't and he does a flip against us, yeah, human ollie (laughs) who
1: is a friend of the pod he sent me this video i mean i assume this wasn't from like their current run of form now but it was him and lacazette like organizing dance routines in training yeah i was thinking what is wrong with this club man what is wrong with this club Uh, they've gone the opposite way of us no we were never doing that glenn
4: no handshakes, handshakes. We were doing handshakes.
1: I guess yeah, so. Yeah, handshakes but only when we were. They've Only when we were winning, though.
2: Yeah, but even 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 when we're like, that's the problem. Like he, he does do it only when he's winning. To be fair, like fair enough. But like they've gone the complete opposite way to us. They used to be like a team of like just straight passion. Like they they actually they actually used to bring like a bit of bite to to the North London North London derby. We yeah. were the team that were like easy to roll over. Like like when we were when we were young, like when Ferguson was manager of Man United, we were the team that like, oh, you can't lose to Spurs. Like how yeah. are you losing to Spurs? It's only Spurs. Like, yeah, exactly. It's only Spurs. Like they've become what we were. Yeah. Slightly. Like back then. They are just like if we don't roll them over, i I just think it's a failure.
1: Mm. Genuinely. What do, you,
4: what do you guys think of um the fans being there as well? Obviously, it's going to be, be what good. two thousand fans. I think. Do you think it's gonna? Do you think if it's? Do you think it's gonna have any impact?
1: Uh, yeah. I think it will have an impact. Um, I don't know if I agree with it from a Rona perspective. I mean, how are we, yeah. like, literally just coming out of a like national lockdown, which no one saw in the cards. Like, I moved to to Sheffield, where it was tier three, and obviously we knew things were getting bad. There was no talk of a national lockdown. Obviously, yeah. Keir, Keir don't want to get too into politics, but Keir Starmer was advocating a, like, fire break, and then Boris Johnson was ridiculing him. And then two weeks later, we're in a national lockdown. Like, it just came from pure panic. To go from a month in national lockdown to all of a sudden fans in the stadiums, i like to see the fans back, but I don't know if it should be the priority right now. But I think it will make a difference. And um, it's nice to see, but if it ends up with, like spreading the virus i think it's pretty dumb but it's a
0: it's a big change it's from zero fans to 2000,
4: 2000 fans. that's the thing yeah it's
0: a, it's a big jump i know there were i know there were pilot um <laughs> there were there were pilot events brighton were, were they had more there, and, didn't they, uh, they yeah and they more. were doing more the difference is at that time um in in london like we at the moment london's um infection rate is, is still going up i don't know why we're in tier two but obviously that's a different conversation compared to some to some places that are in tier three, but their infection rate is down. Mm. It's potentially dangerous. Um, but in terms of just f- the footballing aspect of it, it's huge to have 2000 fans. If you just think about, think about the noise uh, when Bell scored against uh, Burnley, um, sorry, not Burnley, Brian. Brighton, and, mm. um, that was a, that was just our that was just our coaching staff and like yeah. the other people at the club. Imagine the sound um when we play and there's two thousand people in the stadium. Now yeah. it's a big stadium and if they're spread out across the stadium, then like it'll be hard oh. to generate that much noise. But it's still two thousand people that are in your favour, all home fans.
4: Look, I did That's hear really I, I heard on um, the athletics view from the lane pod that they might they might stick them all in the south stand and just because i think i think they were saying that that stand holds 20,000 people and obviously um stick them all there and you can still spread them out that like, fairly evenly so like i think they just want to try because at least if they're all in one stand you can try and generate some sort of atmosphere mm-hmm. and um imagine like you're you're shooting towards the south stand in south stand in, in one half like surely that's going to be a bit more incentive for the players so yeah
1: yeah it's true no i think it would definitely make a difference um, scores, scores. Just quickly, scores. scores. I don't like doing scores, man. It's bad luck. It. You, you guys, luck. you guys can if you want. I think it's bad luck.
4: You and Eddie just called Arsenal West Ham, so
1: <laughs> I think bad luck. Right, West out Ham the... are better than
0: Arsenal, so <laughs> I think the good luck the It's not, out the it's not now. a disrespect. <laughs> I don't think. It, I don't think it's a disrespect. And at West Ham, are, are so much better
1: than Arsenal at the moment. West Ham are really good at the moment. They're so... Yeah, they're not necessarily playing good football, but. They it's effective. Good for they're me. playing the West Ham way i got to say, but yeah, let's not talk about West Ham. They've um, got
4: those West Ham coloured headphones on as already, well, to be fair. Or should I say Burnley? <laughs> yeah, Claret, Burnley coloured
1: headphones. Clara You know,
0: you know me, I'm a Burnley man yeah, through.
1: Yeah. Right. I, I think we're definitely um nearly running out of time. So if you want to give your predictions, give your predictions. I'm not giving one, I'm abstaining. <laughs> Do you know what I'm gonna say?
0: I'm gonna say two one. I'm not saying who two, just two one.
1: Okay, okay. Three one to Spurs. Jed Um
4: Yeah, I don't wanna predict I mean I I predicted earlier. I I'll say either 0 nil to two 0 Anywhere, anywhere. It
1: <laughs> could be 1-1. One, one. Either way, either, way, two either, nil,
3: way. Way, either it way. way. It could be 2-0, either
1: way. It could be 0-0. 6-2 Tottenham. Them,